0: Last man standing, but wait a minute, maybe I do. If you don't mind, I'll start a new line and decide after thinking it through. Go on in front if you're in such a hurry, like Ellen waiting for you. I don't want to be the last man standing, but on second thought, maybe I do. It's getting hard to watch my pals check out. Cuts like a wore-out knife. One thing I learn about running the road is forever don't apply to life. Wailing and Ray and Merle and Old Oro live just as fast as me. I still got a lot of good friends left, and I wonder who the next will be. I don't want to be the last man standing, but wait a minute, maybe I do. If you don't mind, I'll start a new line and decide after thinking it through. Go on in front if you're in such a hurry like heaven ain't waiting for you. I don't want to be the last man standing on second thought, maybe I do.
1: Welcome to Cracker Culture, the podcast for real Floridians. Joining us is political analyst, Mr. Ford O'Connell, who you can find on most conservative outlets, we always look forward to hearing his insight each week. His experience, his knowledge will leave you mesmerized in an oasis of truth. I have been called the man who can make an onion cry. Many emails sent straight to the spam folder. I live with 99 problems, and the establishment are every one of them. After such an introduction, I can't wait to hear what else I got to say. I am smoking Joe. Welcome to our national commentary. Ford. The White House is using the statement, there is no consensus about whether the coronavirus is a lab leak. I have a clip here that shows how stupid they think Americans really are.
2: You said three years ago that you believe that this virus was intentionally released by the government you once worked for, the government of China. Today we're hearing in this leak to the Wall Street Journal that it was accidental. Do you believe this leak was accidental or intentional? We know the Chinese government allowed its infected citizens to travel in huge groups to Western Europe in the early days of the pandemic. That was intentional. But you believe the whole thing, they came up with this virus and they unleashed it on the world to destroy the Western economies and to elevate their own position globally.
1: I want to uh, uh, emphasize one thing is I would say based on the evidence and the source I have that the map, uh, the- a virus was intentionally brought out of this strict lab and released in the community. However, I don't think the outbreak in Wuhan was intentional. I would say it was because CCP government and the military scientists underestimate the transmissibility. That's why finally it got out of control and caused the motor a local outbreak. However, we should know that CCP government intentionally to let it go all over the world to kill millions of people
2: all over the world later.
0: There is not a consensus right now in the U.S. government about exactly how COVID started. Uh, There is just not an intelligence community consensus.
3: And right now there is no consensus. There is no consensus. You heard this from Jake Sullivan yesterday. You heard this from my colleague just moments ago. And we're going to do everything that we can, that you have a president that wants to get to the bottom of this.
0: Does he want to get to the bottom
3: of this? Um, okay, so here's where we stand. The FBI and the Energy Department confirmed the lab leak. Then there are four federal agencies that say likely natural transmission from an animal, and two federal agencies are undecided.
2: There are four federal agencies that said it could be from animals? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah,
3: so that when they talk of consensus, they're saying, well, not everyone is in agreement. So what do you do about that? Well, the Energy Department said there was new evidence that they yeah. were looking at that made them say it's likely a lab leak. Declassify it, okay. or at least let Congress see it. Ford, what is,
1: look, first off, is it an accident or was it intentional? That's my only
3: question with this and that's the only one we don't know but what we do know is that the cover-up from the ccp's perspective was absolutely intentional by that i mean once it got out they didn't want anyone to know you know how it got out etc so it is intentional in the sense that there's a cover-up chances are it probably is intentional that got out of the lab but we don't know that yet But what I find interesting here is why the Biden White House is sort of walking the fence on this and the Incredible Balancing Act, because you got to say to yourself, Joe, why did this come out now? And the reason why it came out now, I believe that it came out now, is because essentially the Biden administration is warning China about getting involved in Ukraine and that's why it's coming out, and that's why they're straddling defense. They're basically saying there's no consensus. We know there is a consensus. The FBI and the Department of Energy told us that there's a consensus that it came from the lab, but essentially the Biden White House is signaling the Chinese Communist Party, you play ball with us in Ukraine, and we'll make this go away. Well, the consensus that I see is that we've been
1: lied to it would seem that we've been intentionally poisoned, then ridiculed
3: in silence if we question the validity of anything we're told. I think you're absolutely right, and I fall in that exact same camp as you. You know, honest debate and, and honest scientific research on everything from the efficiency and effectiveness of masks to lockdowns, to school lockdowns, to COVID side effects when it comes to Jeb, We've been lied to, and we've been lied to for more than two and a half years. And if you said any of this just even six, seven months ago, you would have been called a conspiracy theorist. It's not just a Chinese problem. There has been a scandal going on in our government and our media that we need to get to the bottom of. Now, you know, the Department
1: of Energy says there's a consensus. And then I watched this young lady, uh, this epidemiologist or virologist that was on Tucker's show. She said, and this is what I took from what she said, whether it was accidental or an intentional, and she believed that it accidentally come out of the lab. However, she believed that the Chinese government intentionally
3: made sure it spread all around the world. I, I, I agree with that, and that's what I meant when I said the cover-up was intentional on the Chinese Communist Party. I'll never forget that when it, we were told that it was spreading to Europe, it was quite clear to me where it went. It went to Milan, Italy, and Manchester, England. Why? Because you have a lot of natural-born Chinese citizens that travel to those locations, and essentially the Chinese wanted to make the rest of the world suffer. But what bothers me still to this day is when we talk about the World Health Organization, the United States government after the response after the first six or seven months, and also the media who basically shut down any honest debate. And that's when we all should have been concerned is because I always know when you have deep censorship to that level, always listen to the people who are being censored
1: it seems that our administration current administration just
3: turns a blind eye to everything that the ccp does that's exactly right. And this is the biggest fear that I have. is that the Biden administration, whether knowingly or unknowingly or based on Hunter Biden's take home from the Chinese government, is on the take with China. And the Chinese Communist Party, I've said this over and over, is the greatest threat to America in the 21st century. And it is time that we wake up and you think, after a global pandemic, Americans would wake up, but in fact, they're still in the dark about the true aims of the Chinese Communist Party.
1: Well, and Donald Trump come out and made a statement about China, and I thought it was very good. I want to play it right quick and get your opinion on what Donald Trump said.
2: Under Joe Biden's nation-wrecking policies, our trade deficits are exploding like never before, killing jobs, killing factories, and killing America's economic future. As President, I began to successfully slash our trade deficits before the pandemic. Now, the Biden administration has us bleeding wealth on a historic scale like never seen before. These gigantic trade deficits are also known as losses. Last year, we lost $383 billion to China and nearly $1 trillion all over the world, the largest trade deficit in the history of our country by far. Through these unsustainable losses, we are handing China more and more of our jobs, more and more victories, and long-term prosperity in exchange for cheap, disposable consumer goods. We foolishly send China hundreds of billions of dollars, and China uses those dollars to buy up our real estate, our factories, and our wealth-creating industries. And they also use all that money to build up their military, and they're doing it rapidly. In short, Joe Biden is America on a path to subservience and economic ruin, and everybody knows it, and other countries are laughing at us. Under my leadership, we will end his gigantic job-killing trade deficits, reclaim our independence, and launch a great economic boom. When I was president, the so-called experts hysterically predicted that my tariffs on China, Mexico, and other countries would crash the economy. Instead. The opposite happened, exactly the opposite. Under my policies, we had virtually no inflation. We had tremendous job creation. We had rapid wage growth for the first time in many, many years. And we had more than 17,000 new factories open up for business right here in the USA. Through my Strategic National Manufacturing Initiative, we will do it again. We'll be bigger and better and stronger than we've ever been and we did a great job two years ago. We'll do even better this time. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, Love Donald
2: or hate Donald, he's pretty spot on about the
1: Biden administration.
3: Oh, he's a thousand percent right. The only thing he got wrong there is that everybody knows it. And that is exactly the problem is then the Biden administration is giving America away to China every single day and sometimes twice on Sunday. The only other thing that he forgot to put in there also is that when it comes to the climate religion of the left, remember, we're stopping good paying jobs and oil and natural gas in America to appease the climate religion while simultaneously buying solar panels and every other green new energy nonsense from China. So not only are we destroying ourselves, but we're also strengthening China at the same time. And somehow doing it in the name of climate equity. It is all, this is the definition of insanity. And he's exactly right that China is first going to destroy us economically before they actually take us over militarily. Well, I don't know what it's going to take, especially
1: for the people that don't want to believe that Biden is as. Bad as he is, just before we come on the show, and I don't know if you've seen this, they said to Jim Biden, uh, they found an email where he was trying to work for the royal family of Qatar. Now, I mean, come on, man, the Biden family, and it just
3: keeps growing. Well, here's the thing with that, Joe. And when it comes to the Biden crime syndicate, understand that Hunter is just a pawn. He's the guy that greets you at the door when we when are when talking about the deal. Joe Biden's the figurehead with the access to power. It has always been Jim Biden who's been the brains of collecting all that money and orchestrating the family business.
1: Yeah, it, well, like I said, it seems like it's something every day, and yet people still go out, and especially on some of those uh, other media sites that that like CNN and those MSNBC, they still defend this family. And I can't, for the life of me, how much bad stuff can one family do? Where somebody who says, "Well, yeah, maybe they are bad." Finally.
3: They're never going to do that because, remember, their whole point is that the Republicans are worse than the Chinese Communist Party. So they're going to continue to defend the Bidens to the hilt until they're no longer politically useful. And once they are no longer politically useful, they're going to turn around and say, you know what, you were right. Unfortunately... That's how the media and the Democrats work today. They basically, when they want to admit that you're right, they're hoping the story moves on to something else and everybody forgets. And that's the whole point. You cannot forget. And that's why I bring it back to COVID. This is a scandal, not just the Chinese, but our own government, our own media and the way we talk about things. And frankly, we still have not learned that essentially if we don't move our supply chains out of China, we are we are basically a target for the Chinese Communist Party. And that is something that Donald Trump actually used to discuss when I was in his presence in the White House. And somehow most of America, including half of the Republican Party, don't seem to understand the clear and present danger of the Chinese Communist Party. Well, I want to
1: continue talking about uh, the Biden uh, catastrophe. Uh, You know, right now, there's currently a huge uh, conversation going on about student loan forgiveness. And I got just a second here. I want to show you this and see what you say about what they're doing here.
3: Hey, good, good morning, Savannah. The White House says this debt relief program is needed to help those who really need it the most, who are financially struggling after the pandemic. And the administration specifically points to a federal law that allows the Secretary of Education to make changes to the debt program in times of national emergency, the natural, the natural emergency being here, of course, COVID-19. Now, as you mentioned, the case was hit with legal challenges from the very beginning. It was blocked in the lower federal courts. That's why it's here at the High Court today. The two challengers here, debt borrowers who say that they should have been entitled to relief but didn't get it, and also Republican-led states who say the president was acting without congressional authorization here. They accuse the president of essentially using COVID as a pretext to fulfill a campaign promise that he knows he couldn't get done through legislation, Savannah. Now, is what Biden done, is it even legal? No, I, I don't believe it is legal in the Supreme Court. Heard oral arguments on this uh, on Tuesday in two cases, Biden versus Nebraska and the United States uh, Department of uh, Education versus Brown. I think the only issue that that may favor the Biden administration in this case is the fact whether or not the plaintiffs, the six states that include Nebraska, actually have a right of standing to bring this case. I don't want to get into the legal weeds and put on my legal hat. But to bring a case, as you know, you have to have standing. What does standing mean? That you can prove an injury in fact. If they can prove this injury in fact, then yes, I do. Because what the Biden administration has to show is that 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 the that they have the power to do this. And Congress has is, is given them that power specifically. And I don't think that that's going to happen. What it really bugs me, though, is the media coverage of this. Because the media coverage calls it debt forgiveness or debt cancellation. There is no such thing as debt cancellation. It is a debt transfer from 87% of Americans who didn't go to college or don't have college debt to the 13% of Americans who do. And to be totally honest with you, you're going to transfer this debt and chances are the people whose debt that you pay off are going to wind up having a better life than you. That's something
1: I cannot agree more on because that's who we're fighting against the average person out here that's out here working a nine to five, just to keep food on the table. You know, that's just an insult to them knowing they're paying for somebody else to better their life. while we can't afford
3: to better our own. Yeah. You know what was very interesting during the Supreme court uh, oral arguments, the hearings that took place uh, on Tuesday was that you heard chief justice Roberts talk about, the fairness doctrine, which rarely does the conservative uh, majority bring up. And what he said is, I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing, was let's say, Joe, you go out, you don't go to college, you start a lawn business, and you accrue a lot of debt. Do you have to pay back that debt? And that is the whole point. It's about contracts. And right or wrong, these people did sign contracts. And if you don't uphold those contracts, you're going to throw the American economy into disarray.
1: Well, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, I think I want to talk to you about Pothole Pete and uh, his uh, visit to Ohio, finally. And uh, Mayor
3: Pete squarely puts the blame on Donald Trump yet again. Well, that that should come as no surprise, but it took uh, Mayor Pete, if you will, 20 days to go to East Palestine, Ohio, and when he did, pardon the expression, because I feel bad for these people, it was an absolute train wreck. He ducked and dodged every single question, and he blamed Donald Trump, except at the same time that he showed up in East Palestine, the National Transportation Safety Board said, guess what? It isn't Donald Trump who's to blame, it's most likely Norfolk Southern and the government response
1: well you like you just said mayor pete was a train wreck now he and i do think it was inappropriately he's standing in east palestine ohio and says i lost my train of thought to the to the people there that's
3: standing in front of a major train accident but that's exactly right but that's how they are remember This delay, I mean, even Joe Biden hasn't gone yet. Remember, all the way back to Hurricane Katrina, I think it took President Bush, the Bush administration was on the ground in a matter of hours. I believe President Bush was on the ground, I don't know, four or five days later. We still haven't seen Joe Biden. And this was a political calculation. The Biden administration doesn't care about the white working class that predominates East Palestine, Ohio. They basically said, you know what, here's what it will do. We'll send some stuff there. We'll hope time will pass. People will forget about it and move on. And this is the type of sinister political calculations they put forward. And when they do this, what they are saying is, once again, you fly over state people. You are nothing but deplorables, and you're not going to help me win re-election.
1: You know, it's just interesting to me. And Joe Biden, like you said, hasn't yet to go to Ohio. He went to Ukraine. We pointed that out last week. He flew in from Ukraine, and he went straight to his home in Delaware for a weekend stay. Now, I mean, why in the world would you even not I would after all the bad publicity he got for about being in Ukraine, I would have took a flight straight to East Palestine, Ohio, and I'd been out there. i have been the first stop and I'd apologize for my lack of judgment on President's Day being in
3: another country instead of being where I was needed. Everything you said is absolutely true, and you raise a good point. Look, one of the top jobs of being the commander-in-chief of the United States is that you also have to be the consoler-in-chief. There's Sometimes there are accidents, there are mistakes, there are things that happen— That are way out of your control but there's one thing you can do is get on the ground and tell the people that have been affected about it that you care and what this tells you is they just don't care i remember mayor pete's first statement when when the train derailment became national news was that a thousand trains derail each year so how does it make this one any different and you and i know this is an area of the country where the, where the median household income is $45,000. We've talked about the toxins going into the, the groundwater, what that means for the soil, what that means for the house. These people's lives are permanently destroyed, and yet the federal government is telling them it's okay to drink the, the water. This also brings up trust in government. Look, you'd think after COVID people wouldn't be fooled just to listen to the government, and yet the national media says, oh, the EPA director Michael Regan says it's okay to drink the water. I've seen the thousands of dead animals in East Palestine, Ohio. I'm going to tell you I ain't drinking that water.
1: You think he's going to do like Obama did in Flint and go out there and take a glass of water and wet his lips and act like he drank the Flint water? Is he going to do that in East Palestine?
3: Well, he may be forced to because this is far bigger than these folks ever imagined in terms of what it's going to take in the years of cleanup and what it means for the neighboring states of Pennsylvania and Indiana. Remember, Pennsylvania is a state that Joe Biden has to win in 2024, so he better start doing something because if he doesn't, eventually the MSNBCs and the CNNs are going to turn on him because this leak is going to metastasize to areas that Democrats do care about. Well, just,
1: I'm just going to say, now all this train stuff, we had this train in Ohio. We've had several trains here recently. I've never seen so many train accidents in my life that happened so close together. We just had one this morning in Greece. We had one here in Florida just yesterday. I mean, is the train rail system just deteriorating so bad or is there and i don't want to come off like a conspiracy theorist i'm not is there someone
3: attacking us and our government's covering it up i honestly don't know the the question what i do look at when i look at that type of necessary infrastructure whether it's bridges roads trains is the power grid and we know that there have been a set of whether they're domestic terrorists, whoever they may be, that have been targeting power grids in North Carolina and other states. And that's something that we really need to watch, because to your point, there are a lot of soft targets, whether it's happening intentionally or not. We don't know. But every time the Democrats talk about infrastructure, the bills that they want to pass have nothing to do with infrastructure. And they only have to do with climate change and green energy. And that, my friend, is a fool's error.
1: Well, I want to talk about one last thing before we end the national show, and that's the beautiful state of Arizona. Now, we just had a hearing, and a woman stated that she had connected. she done an audit, and she had connected many politicians in Arizona, as well as Katie Hobbs and her husband,
3: with ties to the Sinaloa
1: cartel, how yeah, look, I, I, saw, I,
3: I saw that hearing. You're talking about the insurance agent from Scottsdale, and what she's alleging is that there are a lot of public officials in the state of Arizona that are taking bribes from the Sinaloa cartel, which you and I know is one of the biggest and baddest drug cartels in the world, located down in Mexico. And look, the you know, right now these are allegations. I don't know if they're true or not. But what I do know is that this is a lot bigger than the Katie Hobbs and Kerry Lake election that you know raises a lot of red flags in terms of the mechanics of how it was carried out. And this is something that we really have to get to the bottom of to find out whether or not it's true. And the reason why I say this is we used to talk in terms of presidential politics about Florida and Ohio deciding the country. And I'll tell you right now. If the Republican presidential nominee in 2024 can't win Arizona, I don't know how they're going to win the White House. Arizona needs to be straightened out.
1: Yeah, It is scary. Well, we're going to end our national show here. Folks, we invite you to join us for our local show, which we'll be recording right after this one. Uh, Ford, thank you again for joining us. We love you, Florida. Love, peace, and gator grease. We'll see you soon.